right. Welcome back to Shellyville, everyone. So glad you could join me tonight. I am Michelle Clear, your host of Shellyville. And tonight I have my wonderful producer, Justin. And Justin and I, Justin's been asking me to do this topic for a long time. And so we kind of got to the end of our, our list and I said, all right, let's do it. So tonight we're actually going to talk about men's mental health. And he was happy to inform me that June is men's mental health month, which I did not know as a mental health therapist. I did not know. Yeah, I did not know that either. As a matter of this idea came to me uh, when we recorded our show two weeks ago, and this episode won't air until probably mid-July. But um, but yeah, it, I didn't put to I when I said that we should do an episode about men's mental health month. I did not know that that was June. Yeah, me neither. Because we were talking about pride, and I love our episode on ha, sex yeah. and marketing. That was a great that episode, was fun, which is coming out on Monday. So, <laughs> so by, if you're listening to this, it's the previous one. So <laughs> it's been out there for a minute. But we have some great stuff that we want to talk about tonight. Just about. What's the difference between a woman's mental health and a man's mental health? And why is why now do we have a, a month dedicated to it when I've always thought that that's what it was about? I've always thought that this was about men's mental health. Yeah. And I did a quick Google search, just typed in men's mental health month, uh, 2.2 billion results popped up on Google. Clicked on the first link and uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Um, has a is the first link on there. I clicked on it, and it is a short. It, the entire page um, is one sentence, easy for men to understand. <laughs> it says men are less likely than women to seek help for depression, substance use, and stressful life events due to social norms, downplaying symptoms, and reluctance to talk. That's it. That's the whole thing on the damn website. Is but that the reality? One? But the reality that is the truth, right? We we needed somebody to just break it down and put it into simple terms. <laughs> you guys for don't us. like to talk. Yeah, and also you avoid this. Pay this post on this web. This website is dated June nineteenth. Three quarters of the two thirds of the way through <laughs> Men's Mental Health Month, they're like, "Ah, we'll get around to it." So we, we better we know, put something out there. We knew a we know a dude was in, in charge of this project. So well, the thing about mental health and men is that I think when men come to therapy for me, they've been pushed by a woman. So most of the time, yeah. <laughs> I just got a really funny going back to this UN this is just cracking me up. Like I can just tell like the the UNC, their their uh school of medicine psychiatry, there's like a board meeting or something like mid June and they're like, Roger, what'd you come up with for the website? Oh fudge. Uh, let me, I'll throw something out there real quick. And that's what they did. Like, that's it. There's no, like, there's no follow-up, like, where to ask for help or how to. The, out of 2.4 billion, that's the first one that pops up. Oh, that just cracks man. me up. So what does that say? That even the, the even the help is limited. Yeah. The, the, the University of North Carolina School of Medicine for Psychology, Chapel Hill. Big deal, by the way. I mean, this is a big deal. That's yeah. a big school. That's, that's number one search result on Google. <laughs> That's what we got. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. So we know with just that little bit that there's a lot spoken in that small statement. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what I've never looked at it separately. As a therapist, I've always looked at mental health, including mm -hmm. men and women equally. But I do know that we break off differently and men have or men have different 
I think ways of processing, they're much more logical, maybe not in touch with emotions. We can like, we can pretty much stereotype this as any way we want to. It's not very fair, but I, I mean, that's probably what we could do. I can use some personal experience here. In my family of 10, the men in my family have scared me the most with their mental illness than the women do. For some reason, the women in my family have a pretty good handle on it. They know how to ask for help and they've managed it. Mm -hmm. The men in my family, it's been a lot harder. It's been harder to watch them suffer. It's been harder to see them with their anger. Mm -hmm. It's been far more damaging, I think. And so really it got me thinking just as we started this conversation before we even started airing about how men's mental health has been different in my life. And, it, and I've actually witnessed how it's unmedicated and untaken care of mental health can have long lasting negative effects on people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure, I have a small pool to judge from, but I mean, it's a pretty big pool that I have at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that without getting the right help, the people in my life have really suffered. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's crazy. And well, I do think it's the substance abuse because I think a lot of people in my family will smoke pot mm-hmm. instead of seek help. So there's a lot of smoke pot. <laughs> there's a lot of that going yeah, on. Yeah. Well, know? so uh, just to, before you get into it, okay. um, I, I there's an article here that I'm reading um, from the uh, the National Institute of Mental Health, the NIH. And what are what are talking about some of the symptoms of mental disorders in men? Every single one of them has something, has a, a label attached to it that can be easily written off as this thing. And I'll, and I'll kind of give a couple examples. Uh, anger, irritability, or aggressiveness. And he's just a dick. Um, <laughs> noticeable changes in mood, energy level, or appetite. He's scatterbrained. Um, difficulty sleeping or sleeping in too much. He's a caffeine-holic. He's lazy. Um, misuse of drugs, alcohol, or both. He, He's impulsive, mm-hmm. um, feeling flat or having or trouble feeling positive emotions and eh, low testosterone, uh, engaging in high risk activities. He's just an adrenaline junkie. Um, Man, you nailed it. Like, oh, I'm just reading all of these things. Um, so we can we can excuse yeah, it all away. For sure. Yeah, we can excuse it all away, mm-hmm. which is why. What do they say? They're avoidant. I'm not going to go talk about those things because you can just call me an asshole. You right. Just, you know. Yeah. Just it's way easier else. for everybody to think that I'm a jackass than it is to actually talk to somebody about how uh, I'm feeling um, about something. Did you ever watch that show? Um, this is. Oh, wait. This is us. Mm hmm. Or there's another one. Oh, man. Never mind. Ted Lasso. Yeah, I know. We were supposed to do an episode on that. Yeah. Well, you got to finish the show first. I got to finish it. I'm not done yet. Mm -hmm. But again, men don't talk. Men don't communicate with each other when they're in bad places. Now, I have started to notice a little bit more shows that are going in that direction where Mm -hmm. they're talking more and they're kind of checking in on mental health. I do think that this is becoming an everyday thing that we're starting to see Mm -hmm. on TV. Especially a lot more. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that everything that you've just described, I mean, it's so easy for us to just say that's personality. Mm -hmm. Why don't we, we don't even look at mental illness as part of a personality problem. And we had that episode, you know, several Mm -hmm. episodes away. But 
you know, we talked a little bit about what that was like. Now, all of a sudden, here we have all these descriptions of men mental health, but this is no different for anybody. If you're suffering, you're suffering. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah. So with reality, I mean, I don't know. I, I've just seen, I think the first thing that you mentioned was the anger and irritability. And that's what we see in people right now. That's the, that's the road rage. That's the, that's the impulsive behavior. That's the angry. That's the screaming at someone down the street. Like anger is a funny thing because it's not always fear-based. It's supposed to be, oh, there's something that they're afraid of and that's why they're acting out. Well, sometimes they're just plain irritable. Yeah, there's a, a good example of this, something I had yesterday. I was driving back from Hudsonville, or from Holland, and I was in Hudsonville, and there's a guy pulling out. Uh, I was I was driving, and there's a guy getting ready to turn right, and I, and I recognize he's a buddy of mine from baseball, and he's never going to hear this, so I'm going to call <laughs> him out, but he's a hothead, and, and he's, <laughs> he's like, he flies off the rail all the time. He's in his, like, mid-40s, and okay. so he's... He should yeah. know better. You should know better. But <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna mess with him. So he put, he's driving behind me. I'm in I'm in uh, my wife's car, and he so he didn't recognize it. And so I just I rolled down my window and I flipped him off. <laughs> and he he like I could just see like his face turn red, and he pulls up ne- like he like gets in the left lane and flies up next to me, and then he notices he's, he's like, oh, you got me. <laughs> like what was he gonna do? Like that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, uh, uh, that, okay, <laughs> please tell me you don't do that very often. No, nope, just with people I know. <laughs> okay, thank you. Jeez. And even just, then, you don't just know with my what friends. you're gonna get. So, so like this is someone who would normally engage with someone who pissed him off in, oh, in a yeah. car. Oh yeah, I wow. knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. See, stuff like that scares me because if you can act that way with an aggressive machine like your car, mm-hmm. what do you like at home? Oh yeah. What do you what do you like when you're not around mm-hmm. your vehicle? Like what else are you throwing around? What do you like or? when you're not sober. Oh, so mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So the thing about men's mental health is why do you think it's different than women's mental health? Uh, because men and women are as much as our culture and society it, there's the there's a lack of understanding of what the word equal is supposed to mean. Ooh. So equal men and when men, men and women, um, there, there's been a, a fight for equality for quote unquote women's rights, mm-hmm. um, in this country for decades now. And, uh, the right to vote, the right to work, blah, blah, blah. Um, own a house, have a mortgage, right? All that stuff. And Bank account. Not saying that that stuff is not bad. Um, I haven't heard um, a, a very loud cry from them to to uh, to have the right to register for the draft when they turn eighteen. But that's that's another story. They hey, what about the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts though? Right. So <laughs> we have things that we want. There's things that we don't want. Right. Girl Scouts way more profitable than Boy Scouts. By the way, for they, sure they they figured it out and. There are things that women do better than men, and there are things that men do better than women. But the 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 word equality has become confused with the the word um, the same. Right, and it's not men and women are, are never going to be the same. They can be equal in certain facets, but 
they will not, there are not, and never will be the same. There, Correct. Have you ever experienced, like, have you ever talked to a man or a woman? They, they're two, we're like dif- different species in a way. Well, I do have a twin brother. Men, men, <laughs> so in, in I a know way, the difference. In a way, <laughs> men have more in common with dogs than they do with women. <laughs> Man, there's going to, okay, everybody, all those guys out there, please. And, and those guys <laughs> listening are going to agree with me. Wait, you mean to tell me that if, if all I need to do to be happy is to eat, sleep, and hump everything that moves? <laughs> Like, then it got it made. Yeah. Life like, is good. Okay. So <laughs> life is good. Hey, roll that around like in that your brain. <laughs> so it's not quite that simple, but it is. Pee on a fire hydrant. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm done. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you are? So, yeah. So, equal, okay. yes. The same, absolutely not. Okay. So, their, their medical conditions are different. Like, right. diseases affect men, men and women differently. Absolutely. Hormones are different. But the, the stress and the pressure to be normal mm-hmm. is higher for a man than it is for a woman. And I'll tell you, in our society, we expect a woman to lose her shit. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're going through a midlife crisis. You're... You know, hormonal, you're going through menopause, just had a baby, you're going to have postpartum depression. Like we, our life stages, they, we've got mental health issues right. related to them, which to- is so Toler- real. Tolerance for abuse is 10 times higher in men than women. Right. That 80% of divorces are uh, initiated by women. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that 80% of men don't beat their wives. There's something else going on. 80% of men don't cheat on their wives. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's not those two things then. Maybe, did it get hard? Did you, did, were there some things that needed to be worked on? I'm not saying that 80% of women are in the wrong for getting divorced. That's not what I'm saying. But that's, yeah, a, that that's is a staggering number. It's, yeah. And as a woman who's been divorced, I mean, I told you we could right. have this episode. And I'm not throwing stones, by the way, and saying that. <laughs> I know. But it, it's a it's a stark reality. Right. What but what I have noticed as a therapist for twelve years is that every divorce is different. Right. For sure. There statistically we can put them in categories. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool about it is that if we know that everyone's decision to end a marriage is very personal and very unique. Mm-hmm. But what I'm talking about with men is that they don't get to talk about, well, wait a minute, this is, you know. I'm going through something right mm-hmm. now. Right. And my midlife crisis isn't just me going to hump a young girl or get a new car. Mm-hmm. There's something emotionally changing in mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And we don't talk about that or we don't address that men have stages in life too. Mm-hmm. We have so marketed <laughs> and advertised towards mm-hmm. the women's changes mm-hmm. that we don't, I think we men are seriously overlooked mm-hmm. and not given the respect that they deserve for their stages of life too. And and I'll give an example. And this is, I'm going to speak in hypothetics here, but let's say um, there's a marriage and a man is unhappy with some of the things that are going on in the marriage. Just not, not like, like major, like not like, you know, wife's having an affair. I'm not saying that, but like there's some things about the marriage that the husband is unhappy with, but in order to keep the peace, he decides to eat it and move on, right? Mm-hmm. But over time, that creates these calluses and it creates a, um, it, it creates distance, right? And a lot of resentment. Correct. And, and a lot of resentment. But, 
but on the now on the flip side that that sep that um that distance um will affect the wife in a way where the it'll affect it to where the wife just sees you know he doesn't have that light on in his eyes he's not trying anymore this that and the other he doesn't and like then she anymore. and then she loses her shit blows up now it's on the guy to fix everything whereas if he would have just been open and honest and been been willing to have those hard conversations um it would have been a much different story or outcome i am finding what you've just described pretty accurate in my couples counseling right mm-hmm. now I'm noticing that people are hanging on to things and building serious amounts of resentment. And a lot of it has to do with either the childhood trauma that they're hanging on to that they haven't told their spouses about yet. There's a lot of resentment like you made me feel inferior or you made me feel not important or you made fun of me in front of your friends. Some kind of kind of dig that was... Mm -hmm detrimental to their psyche but they hit it Mm -hmm. and then so those tiny things those those little hurts in men we act like men are so strong and they can take it take it like a man right you know take it like a man Mm -hmm. but then we don't realize that as a man takes it his soul gets crushed Mm -hmm. like it's not fair it's it sucks Mm -hmm. and then the woman and then we become the crazy people because now we're complaining you don't communicate with us anymore. You stop loving me. I think you're going to go have an affair. And then we start pushing them away with our anger. So I'm yeah. seeing a lot of pull and tug in relationships. And I do want both of my clients, when I have a man and a woman, to get to the heart of it. Like, how long have you been feeling this resentment? How long has this lasted? Where did this start? And man, I tell you, with men, it starts in high school. And with girls, it starts before puberty. So this is how long we hang on to hurts before we actually find the words to talk about them. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's really scary. So I like that June is mental health month for men, but let's talk about it. Like, what? Right. why is right. it? Why do we need men to talk about their emotions? Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me give you. And I don't even know if this is the right way to go about this. But I have an idea in my mind of, so a backstory on me, I always saw mental health through the lens of this is something that primarily affects women because women <laughs> are emotional, they're crazy, um, they, they, they just can't get their shit together. Nope. And, and so that was kind of the, the premise of, that I had of it. And so- Well, prim- what do we see on TV, right? Those are the TV shows, those are the- that's the advertisements. This is what we're listening to. You right. bet. And and that's a part of it. But I had never personally met any men that were affected severely by mental illness of any sort of any sort mm-hmm. that I was aware of. Right. right? That, now right. that's the key there. But um, and then I'm not going to name any names here, but there's there's somebody that I know who's in my in my circle. I'm I, I wouldn't call us like really, really good friends, but somebody I've known for a while. We've had a beer or two throughout the years. And um, he is, you know, five, six, seven years ago on social media, very openly talking about his active struggles with depression, anxiety. Um, he is, uh, you know, he he's, he had a substance abuse problem a while back. He's been sober Based for, it. you know, years mm-hmm. and years and years. 
but some of those demons just kind of never went away. And um, I always thought it was odd to be talking on social media explicitly about those problems. Did you, you were think he was attention seeking? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I thought this was a this was a, a the one thing that made me feel empathetic was I was like, this is this like a cry for help type thing? Mm-hmm. Um, you just feel super alone, and this is your avenue to to get education. No, not not ed- it wasn't education at all. It was. It was to get attention and to get to to cure his loneliness. Okay, that was that was how I interpreted it. When and did I, you start to see that differently? Then, well, or what made you see that differently? Here's the thing, though. I'm not sure that I do. Ooh, okay. So, and I'm saying that there's a right and a wrong way to go about doing these things. There may be a net positive in what is why I'm a little bit conflicted on it. Sure. So, um. I don't think it's a great idea to to air out your own personal dirty laundry to the world, if that makes sense. The committee, the committee of they of things that you're actively struggling with. Mm-hmm. I am all in favor of struggle victory stories. Mm-hmm. I had X happen to me. I did Y. Z was the result, and here I am today. Here's how I got through. I love that stuff. I mm-hmm. eat that stuff up. That is those stories never cease to amaze me. But, but maybe, when someone's in the dark place and they're asking for light and they're asking for prayers right. or they're keep talking about how bad it is, you right. don't see that as seeking out help. You see that as attention seeking. And you know what? It can maybe, it, it's, maybe both. it's both. Right. That's you what know, I'm maybe saying. Maybe it's both. The reality is that after a while, you start to think, OK, this person either isn't getting the right help. Mm-hmm. Or they're getting help and this is how they're working through the process. Because the reality is nobody has the right to tell me what I do with my social media page. Like 100%. I'm going to write, I'm going to write 100%. down whatever I want. And I have the right to you unfollow know. him. Exactly. Because yeah, it gets too depressing or it gets sure. too hard to listen to or you feel mm-hmm. overwhelmed by someone else's mm-hmm. story. I think that's happened a lot. I mean, I know I've certainly cut off a lot of people during COVID. It doesn't make me feel a certain but, type of way. It may, it, I'm almost indifferent to it. I just, I'm not terribly sure. So where it's, is your empathy then? My empathy is in his, I mean, it's in his struggle. There's okay. the fact that, you know, like there are certain situations that you can go through in life that'll put you in a dark place and you got to mm-hmm. find a way to dig yourself out. Um, but if that's just something that's a part of you and you don't know where to go and you've never had that sense of normal that you can go back to, mm-hmm. I have all the empathy in the world for that person because I've, I've never been there before. Mm-hmm. I, you know, anytime I've been in a dark place, there has been a situation that you has hit, put right, me there. Right. And I can fix the situation and get myself out of that problem. Right. Well, you know, in my story with my family, that's mm-hmm. not been the case. It's mm-hmm. not been situational. It's right. been born with. It's mm-hmm. been hereditary. Hereditary. It's, and you know, it's a different kind of beast because you can't go and blame oh, this happened, so this is why you feel this way. Mm-hmm. You know what? You just got shitty chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, you yeah. know what? What are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. My, you so know? my advice, so if if this person came to me mm-hmm. and said, hey, I've been posting all this stuff about mental health on social media, which may be a net positive. Mm-hmm. There may be somebody out there and says, wow, this guy is putting all of this stuff out here on social media. It's okay to talk to this stuff. I'm in a bad place. I'm going to talk to somebody that could be a net positive. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it's a it's bad in and of itself, but if this guy came to me and was like, 
you know, hey, what would you what would you advise? Like, what do you think the best course of action is? I was like, get a group of two or three guys that you trust and just get together and air all this stuff out. Mm -hmm. That's what worked for me. I when I went through some stuff, the the thing that got me through it was going through life building friendships with people and not knowing how much I was going to need those at one point in my life. There were people who I thought were like like somebody who I would like go to the bar with once every six months or maybe you know I go hang out at more like acquaintance like friends. Yeah. One one of and I'll I can name these people, but Cody, who's a he's a good friend of mine. We've um, heard about Cody. We've heard, heard about Cody. <laughs> and then his two roommates, Marcel and James, who I see when I go to Cody's house, we've never been like super close. Uh, one of them I'm doing a mortgage for. Like they're they're acquaintances at best. But there mm-hmm. was a there was a there was a weekend where I was just in the dumps and I needed somebody to sit with. And I called up Marcel and I was like, Hey man, what are you doing? And he was like, ah, I'm just I'm hanging out at my friend's hot tub. Why don't you come up? And and I ended up coming up to the hot tub and we just sat there and talked for like like two hours. I love it. It's all about just letting yeah. it out, huh? And then just talking he, about it. And it, it's not like he had anything to offer me as like a solution. He was just there to be there for a friend, somebody that somebody to tell me that I wasn't alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And that is so. If you take anything away from this about Men's Mental Health Month, the boys got to have the boys. And if and you if one of the boys friends. is going through stuff. That is our responsibility to get in there, figure out what's going on, and just be present. Listen. Listen. Listen, listen. Mm -hmm. And I mean, something you said, too, is I find in my couples that when a woman has something to say, she goes to her husband, and her husband doesn't hear her because he's so busy listening, you know, in his mind trying to figure out the solution. Mm. And because men are problem solvers and women are problem solvers, too, but to a different extent, Mm -hmm. when you're going through a mental health crisis, you don't need someone to be a problem solver. Not the first thing. Mm -hmm. The first thing is really just feeling safe enough to say, man, I'm in a bad spot. I need to talk about it. I mean, I think about my son and his mental illness. He's had a group of friends that they have just leaned on each other. And that group is what keeps him going from, you know episode to episode to episode. They've been there. They've seen it. They, you know, they're there when he gets better and they've seen him get worse. And I do think you're right. I think having someone that you feel safe to communicate with, but I mean, that could be anybody, right? It doesn't have to just be a therapist. This isn't about having to go do something formal, but if you don't have friends, then that's where the therapist comes in. You know, that's where going to talk to a professional works because Sometimes you want someone's opinion that is not directly related to anybody you know. I think that's what makes therapy so cool is that I don't know any backstory of anyone else's story. Like when someone comes to me, it's a clean slate. I don't have all the pictures of everybody. No preconceived notions. Nothing. No nothing. Nothing. Yep. We're starting with the clean. Okay, what do we got right here right now? And I think when you go with your buddies, if they don't like your wife or they don't like your girlfriend or if they already didn't like your friend's friend, friend, you know, then you've already got something there that, oh, man, maybe they're not going to give me good advice or they're not going to say something or this is going to interfere with how they think and feel. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I could not be more in support of the buddy system Mm -hmm. than I am right now, because I think what has we've proven over and over through COVID is that that social anxiety is so high 
And it's high because we took away communication. We took away meetings. We took away groups. We took away, you know, church events. We took away all that meeting together. So we got to get back to that. I totally agree with that. And I think we are. I think for the the vast... The social part. Yeah, the social part. The one thing I've noticed as a sports junkie, um, the one of the most stark realizations that the world was in a weird place was watching professional sports games with no fans. Oh, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine those, like the the college footballs. Oh, Mm. heck no. Mm -mm. No. Yeah, it was so weird. But the one thing that I take away from that, seeing there, there are sports that are not necessarily like top notch that are gained, like, Baseball, for instance, I, I I'm a big baseball guy, obviously. Um, but most of America isn't. But s- seeing sports like baseball and college baseball and mm-hmm. even college softball, you know, watching games on TV, you know, a lot of times you're watching games and their stadiums are half full. Mm-hmm. These places are packed. People are getting out there. I think a lot of people found a, you know, a new renewed a new, interest. Exactly. Renewed interest. Yeah. Exactly. Because now you can go, right? Now I want to go. You told right. me I couldn't go. Yeah. That really pissed me exactly. off. Now I can go. I'm going. Yeah. One of my favorite memes is like a is baby Yoda with a grumpy face. And <laughs> the caption was um uh when when you never when you never like to leave your house, but now the government tells you <laughs> tells you that you can't, and you're like, well, now I want to. <laughs> I want to so. go home. I want to go outside. <laughs> I wanna be here. So yeah. It's true. We've changed a lot. I mean, society is changing. We know this is slowly changing. Mm. But I think that when we go through something personal, we have to trust the environment in which we're, which we're around. Mm. And you know what? I'm not telling you, sometimes it's not our old friends. Sometimes mm. it's new people in our life. Sometimes it's not somebody you think that's mm. going to be there in support of an understanding. And here's, an advi- here's advice out there for the fellas. If you have a group of friends that you don't think that will be receiving if you've got some stuff that you need to air out, some stuff that's going on. And uh, if, if you don't think that you can talk about that stuff, try. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Right, and I if, think they're going to be open to And if you get anything it. less than a, than a really positive experience from that, you need new friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Finding friends. Ooh, it's hard to do. We should do an episode on how to make friends. Oh my gosh. How to win how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> it's not about being nice anymore. Nope. It's not about being nice. Yeah. There's so much more that's involved now. It's <laughs> that would be a good episode. I mean, we really do want to look at it all together, right? I mean, it, to be a human, there's so much involved. It's our interests, it's our hobbies, it's the people, it's the relationships, it's the the way that we process everything. So, you know, mental health, I'm never going to look at it as just men's mental health any more than I'm ever going to look at it as just women's mental health. This, this includes both. You know, it really does. It's everybody. It's for everybody. Good, solid mental health, having people to communicate with, feeling connected. That's all part of it. Have you ever seen the movie Ted? Yes. I love Ted. I do. So, you, sa- you saying you that you don't have... Who do you ha- think I'm like the most? Who do you uh, think I, I don't know. I don't know. You might may or may not have. But um, that I just saw a clip of this on social media today when you just said that 
you don't have to be nice to make friends. That's I'm going right. to play this little clip into my mic from Ted and uh, <laughs> oh. I'm going to see how good it comes through because it, it pertains to this and it cracks me up. Hey, you shut the fuck up! Why don't you come down and make me tough guy? Hey, why don't you come up here and make me come down here tough guy? I am going to come up there and I'm going to kick your fucking ass! Hey, why don't you try it, asshole? Get your ass up here and kick my ass! Is that not the perfect example of you don't have to be nice to make friends? <laughs> that movie is so inappropriate. You just, you just need a common enemy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, that is so true. When I took my kids up north one year, took them up to way up in the Mackinac Island, way past past Mackinac Island, way mm-hmm. up in the UP. Yeah. And no internet. And they're just young teens. Man, those two bonded over their hatred of mother. <laughs> they're oh. like, where did you take us? And they're out in the country and oh, they bonded <laughs> over their, their love of mom oh. because they were so pissed that I took them on this like adventure. Oh, They weren't quite up for it. They didn't have enough internet for them. They were a little upset with oh, me. Oh my goodness. So we do bond over things that mm-hmm. You know, sometimes hatred does work. So how are we going to put a bow on this? What do you want to... Oh, my. Um, where, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? We go with the thought that whether we suffer as a man or a woman, it is important to have friends in our life that we can communicate with. It is important to feel and recognize that if something's not right, that's valid. Like, talk to somebody about it. It's absolutely valid to feel stress in our lives and to feel like it's overwhelming. It doesn't have to be a severe mental illness that brings you to a therapist. And it doesn't have to be something horrible that you talk to your friends about either. Like, let's check in more often. Let's make effort to communicate with the people in our lives a lot more often. Absolutely. Let's not get to that point so that we have to look for people when we're really bad shape. And maybe they will recognize when we're in a bad shape and they'll say, hey, I see things are kind of rough for you right now. What can I do? Those are the kind of friends I'd like to have. I'd like to have a friend that would see that I'm I'm in a bad place. And instead of criticizing me or making me feel bad for not being happy, they see that I'm down and they want to be supportive of that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. So that's what I want to put a bow on it. And I do appreciate everybody listening to Shellyville. It's been so much fun doing these podcasts, and I really appreciate all my followers. So subscribe if you can. And uh, what I, I don't know what we're doing next. <laughs> we never know what we're doing we in Shellyville. We never know what we're doing next. <laughs> every, awesome. time, every time we do a show, I get ideas for like three more. So <laughs> This is awesome. I'm so glad everybody has hung in here and listened to us and um, we appreciate you all if you do have any questions you can reach me at shellyvillepod at gmail.com is that it? that's it alright thank you everybody have a good night see ya